0: Asalaamu alaikum, welcome back to the Dadhood Podcast This is episode 6 And we brought back my good friend Maruf uh, And in this episode we spoke about a number of things We started off with a quick fire round And we asked him loads of different questions Like does he prefer Nintendo or Playstation Or Chicken Dona and Lahm Uh But then the main part of the discussion that we went into Was giving him a scenario of him in 10 years time He's got children, he's working abroad um, And he's got this vision in his head How is he going to get there? What does that vision look like? First of all, where is he living? What is his children doing? What do they... What hobbies do they do? What have they achieved in their life? What is he doing? But then also how are we going to get there from where we are now we're 25 and we want to get to that stage where we do have children and we are living that that life and our children are reading quran etc what do we do and so we we kind of broke that all down Uh, and the main key take home message was that we have to start now focusing on ourselves first if we want our children to be uh memorizes of the quran we need to be working on that ourselves first but there was so many different aspects to this that we went into uh, in terms of what's priority what's the next priority how to build up ourselves how to build up our children what challenges we're going to go through so it was just a bit of a chat uh about between me and maruf uh, and i think you guys will benefit a lot so please make sure you hit subscribe uh, give the video a like uh, leave your thoughts down in the comments share this around to friends and family thank you Welcome back to the podcast. This is uh, episode six, and I'm joined by Master Chief. Uh, he's, you know, taken a bit of a retirement from Halo since he had children. <laughs> so, you know, brought him on to speak to him about his dad journey. <laughs> please, please, Master Chief, can you remove your helmet reveal who you are? The people One would second. like to know who, who is Master Chief. How come he's taken a retirement from Halo?
1: Oh, no, is, it's Ahmed. Mark is back. <laughs> oh,
0: oh, oh, oh. <laughs> mashallah, mashallah. Hi, Maruf. This time around, okay, I, I got a quick fire round for you. Uh, you don't know what's coming up, but you're gonna have to choose. I'm gonna give you a question, uh, no. I'm gonna give you multiple questions actually. I'm gonna give you two choices, and you have to pick the one that stands out the most, the one that comes to your head. Quick fire, yeah?
1: Okay, bismillah. Right,
0: let's go. Yeah, you ready? Yeah,
1: I'm ready. I'm ready. All right, sick
0: halo or cod cod oh i thought you were master chief number one fan what's
1: going nah, on bro <laughs> nah bro i just got it for 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 the, for the cap i'm fraudster in it so master <laughs> chief's just there for the fraud i'm a cod player
0: <laughs> all right nintendo or playstation nintendo oof street fighter or tekken street Fighter. Oi. okay mario or zelda zelda Thin pan pizza or deep pan pizza? Deep pan. Ooh, ooh. Chicken donna or lamb
1: donna? Chicken donna. Lamb's a bit heavy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> kids' meal. Kids' meal, you know. <laughs> Shout
0: out Istanbul back in the days.
1: Istanbul, man.
0: All right. Sweet snacks or savory snacks? Savory. Good, good. We're on the same page there. Yeah. Football or basketball? Basketball. Easy
1: okay. Yeah man. That's
0: called your whack at football. That's why.
1: <laughs> keeper, keeper <us> is day.
0: <laughs> UFC or boxing? Boxing. I knew you'd say that. Netflix or Amazon Prime?
1: Ooh, I don't really use Amazon Prime So Netflix.
0: Easy, okay. Okay. Lidl
1: mm-hmm. or Audi Lidl, come on. <laughs> got to be Lidl. You've got to be Lidl.
0: Tesco or Asda? Tesco. Interesting. Because I got the
1: Tesco Express near me. That's why. Otherwise, it would be oh, Asda. Yeah.
0: Okay. Sons or daughters.
1: Daughters, because of the Hadith. Inshallah.
0: Ooh. What's the Hadith remind us? Uh,
1: if I'm not mistaken, that um, you know, having you know, multiple daughters will be a reason for you to enter Jannah. So maybe we can look up the uh, the actual wording of the Hadith. Inshallah. But um, yeah, definitely
0: nice nice okay public school or homeschool
1: well going through um public schooling system uh and knowing the difficulties that you know you face going through that i'd have to be homeschooling now but it's a bit that's a that's an interesting one maybe we can touch on that okay interesting
0: one interesting breastfeed or bottle feed
1: i don't really know how to answer that question you Uh, have to choose one <laughs> I don't know. I mean, natural. Let's say all natural. well <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Pampers or Huggies. I mean, these are all questions that um, of course, you, know, you might have to ask me next year, possibly, or another time. But um, let's say Huggies.
0: Huggies, okay. Teletubbies uh, or Tweenies?
1: Teletubbies, definitely Teletubbies, man.
0: Teletubbies, is the goal, isn't it?
1: It Has to be. It has to be. I'm telling you.
0: Okay. Well done. you done well on that round. I mean, there's no wrong answer there, but uh, (laughs) we just wanted to get to know you a bit better uh, because, you know, since the last episode, we said that you were a fraud. (coughs) We thought we'd try to, you know, make sure that your true identity is on display on this uh, dadhood podcast. Yeah. Mm. All right, cool. So, look, bro, um, I'm going to give you a scenario. Okay. And uh, that's where the podcast is really going to start from. So, let's fast forward into the future. and you've got two kids. Your boy <laughs> is age ten, and your girl uh-huh. is age four. Uh-huh. Now I want you to describe a few things. What is your life like right now in in that scenario? Okay. So te- you, you, yeah. you you we're, we're fast forwarding to a time where you've got a boy age ten and a girl age four. So describe to me what's your age, what's um where are you living, okay? What's your hobbies? Mm. where are you working at the moment are you even working Mm. Mm. and what do your kids enjoy doing what are the achievements that they've made so far so when you think about this you know whatever comes to your mind that kind of vision for yourself and your family Mm. i want
1: you to go for it so so Mm. let's go first of all how old are you okay let's just add 10 years uh to my current age so let's say 35 okay 35 and where are you working Well, I'd like to think I'm working where I'm currently at, but um, I'd probably be either at an agency in digital marketing or like running my own agency potentially. Okay. Interesting. Nice. Inshallah. Inshallah. What do you look like? I mean, I don't know. (laughs) Hopefully I've got a bigger beard than I have now. I mean, I've been uh, focusing all my energy (laughs) onto my beard lately, but... um, (laughs) When you're hopefully going in like a
0: hyperbolic time chamber, like Goku, you're like, oh,
1: <laughs> trying to get the <laughs> like beard out. Captain America, you know, I'm just tensing my chin every night, <laughs> but uh, I lie, yeah, hopefully I've got a bigger beard, I guess. Um, definitely trimmer. I need to focus a bit on my, on my health, but um, okay. yeah, I mean, I don't really know how to kind of answer that one. Okay. Interesting. Um, mm. What are your hobbies? Ooh, well, hopefully I'm still like, you know, doing the sneaker buying and selling, um, having, you know, a bit more of a substantial kind of collection, but, uh, I've kind of gotten into painting at a moment. So that's really? something that, um, my work. Yeah. So work, they are like really focused on well-being, So okay. they sent like a, a paint like kit. So like acrylics and a canvas. And then we did like a session online where we, we painted this landscape and, um, yeah, when I was buying my diary, I saw that on the website, if you spend, like, 30 quid, you can, you know, get free delivery. So I ended up buying, like, loads of painting stuff. <laughs> so on the weekends, I kind of, like, used that set that they sent and kind of paint. So um, I'm not good at it. I mean, I did GCSE art, so I guess I'm okay. But my I wouldn't say, like, say I did amazing. GCSE art, like, 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I'm always, I'd i like to think that I always had nah, a you, you, you're, you're pretty
0: good at drawing still. I remember we
1: used to... Yeah, like... Uh, let's not forget your incredible heart drawing, you know, that you still speak about today. (laughs) I'm telling you, I'm so proud of that moment, man. I'm so
0: proud of it.
1: We need to give a bit of a backstory, you know. Shababe was we're in in
0: art class. I didn't do it for GCC though. I think this must have been year nine. Year
1: nine. Yeah, Yeah, year nine.
0: So we're in year nine, we're in art class. (laughs) And you know, I'm 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 doing push-ups, you know, I'm doing pull-ups, I'm doing sit-ups, I'm so pumped for this art class, (laughs) yeah. And uh Miss Miss comes in, you know, she's teaching us like how to I think this lesson was about like um putting shadows mm. on your characters or something, yeah? And she was like, You yeah. guys can draw whatever you want, okay? I just wanna see you implement the shadow technique. I was like, <laughs> that's it, miss. You're gonna get the best piece of artwork ever, yeah? And I put I, I got I got um I got an image of Hulk. I pulled that up on 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 my phone, maybe I don't know, man. I can't remember where I had it. And uh I was just drawing that out, sketching that out, making it look perfect. I hand it over to Miss. She says it's fantastic. Next thing I know is displayed up in the <laughs> central area of the school where people enter and exit. Everybody can see it. And it says, Shwaye Muhammad, Year 9, Incredible Hulk.
1: Proudest moment, bro. I mean, yeah, it was good. I can't lie. It was pretty good. But um, I wonder where that is. I wonder if it's still there. <laughs>
0: I man, if it's still on the wall. I, I need, I need to go capture that, man.
1: But yeah, drawing was that, drawing
0: man. was actually mad fun back in the day, man. Like I don't know obviously there's mm-hmm. certain you, we don't want to go into the fake stuff of it and whatnot,
1: but mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. it was
0: it was it was fun. Um, you know drawing loads of different things, different mm-hmm. anime characters, different landscapes, whatnot. Yeah, I do remember some of yours. Um, it
1: was good. Yeah, now it it's good fun in it. Like now, obviously, I'm just focused on like landscapes and then maybe like doing a bit of Arabic calligraphy. If I if I, I think I still have one, maybe I can show you later on. Um just something that I did on the weekend. Cause even with work, like they like to just see what you go up to in the weekend. Cause obviously everyone's at home and we're not really doing much. So when we have our weekly meetings, um, you know, my manager would like to kind of just see what you go up to, just to kind of break the ice a little bit. Yeah. So um, yeah, they kinda they kinda ask, oh, when's your next art project or whatever it is that you're doing? I uh, And just do it for fun and um, yes yeah, it's, it's actually quite relaxing like you said just take an hour out and um, however long it takes you and just like focus on whatever yeah. that is that you're doing I think it's a great hobby actually. Would you would you
0: do that Enjoy. with your with your kids so at that age?
1: 100% 100% I, I have very fond memories of my mom like taking us out into the garden with like poster paints yeah and like just going crazy just like with a big sheet of like whatever it could have been like wallpaper even and just like going a bit nuts on it, hand sick. painting and like drawing all sorts. And even like me and my sister, um, when we were doing our garage, we were like, oh, like we had a clean wall before we got painted. And we're like, what should we do with it? And then we just ended up like just doing some crazy paint. I'm sure I have a picture of it somewhere. It wasn't any good, but it's like just being creative and like not having any boundaries with, with creativity. And yeah. I think that's where it kind of stemmed. I don't know if you remember, I kind of wanted to do architecture at that age. So I love drawing buildings. I loved uh, looking at different structures, cars, etc. I consider that all art. And um, yeah, it was definitely something I was interested in. But obviously that adapted and changed later on. But yeah, definitely something I enjoy.
0: Wicked. Where would you be living in this situation? That's a
1: good question. So I've kind of discussed this with you already. If I get a job with the current company that I'm at, then that might mean a location change um to Ireland which ireland. is uh, something something that um at first i was opposed to because i was like oh like living away from family um new area location i've never really been ireland before and i've heard really amazing things about the irish people and and ireland as a whole yeah. but whenever people kind of talk to me about ireland it's just cold and windy and like i kind of get i have like sad syndrome self-diagnosed so when it's like dark and it's cold and I kind of get a bit under yeah. under the weather, yeah. literally. So um, I feel like would that be a good location change? But at the same time, career-wise would be a great, great opportunity. Mm. Um, but there's also some opportunities abroad in like Saudi uh, and, and Dubai in particular. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, if, if, if I'm able to kind of secure those... If you had
0: to, you had to pick positions. one in that scenario, you're 35, you've got two kids... Mm. And you're working in okay, a cool. you you you've got a digital marketing right, agency. Where answer. would
1: you be? A uh, good question, Rama. Um, yeah, I'd say Qatar because I saw an Qatar. opportunity recently. So it would have to be Qatar. Yeah, that's where I'd like to be. If I had kids, definitely.
0: Okay, interesting. All right. Robert. And your children, what kinds of things do they enjoy doing? What are their hobbies? <clears throat>
1: um. So I think that. They would definitely be doing some sort of martial arts.
0: Maybe your your They'd son is ten and doing... your daughter is four.
1: Okay, cool. So let's start with the son. <laughs> uh, martial arts for sure. Uh, definitely, like, you know, multiple physical activities. So either swimming, or uh, like archery or something of the likes. Um, but definitely something physical is, is on a lockdown just for the discipline aspect of it as well. Um, as well as the, as, as obviously the physical aspect. Yeah. Um, um, what else? I think that the gaming, uh, you know, field technology side of things is going to really advance rapidly. Yeah. So like with, with, um, with VR and things like that. So definitely games. And I think I'd still be playing a few games here and <laughs> i for sure. Um, what else? It's a hard one. I guess painting as well. Maybe who knows, who knows, know? who really knows, but, um, probably a sneaker collection as well inshallah. Is it?
0: okay nice
1: yeah maybe maybe and for the daughter at four years old uh let me think of a four-year-old that i might know of because four-year-old is still quite a young age you know He's are still form- forming those um those habits and those those like likes <laughs> and dislikes so um yeah maybe cooking painting i think that's something that i, I remember listening to in on your first podcast um, with that brother that went to Eton College, yeah, a long back, where like, well, he was saying that you know, with his kids, he kind of tells them, "Look, what are you cooking today?" and like to get them to cook. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. found that quite interesting. So definitely something like just to get their their decision making skills out there and their independent skills out there, um, and to build on those things. So yeah, definitely something like that. And I don't know if you've seen these um, these um, Instagram or, or YouTube videos of this like little chubby kid that's like cooking. It's very cute. Uh, Yeah, like some uh, two-year-old or three-year-old. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. With his grandma.
1: There's one. I think there's one with the grandma, but then there's one with his like mom and dad, and like he's like, he must be two years old. But then like they'll show him like playing with the dough if they're making pizza, for example, or like putting the sauce on top and then him eating the pizza. And and I thought that was like really interesting because obviously I didn't. I love cooking. And yeah. I've been like, when I was at home with my mom, I'd always be in the kitchen helping my mom. Maruf broken, is a like, chef, and you guys
0: don't know this guy is. A chef. Although he, Although wouldn't say he, he once dead, killed dead. me with one of his meals, but uh, he's a chef, nevertheless.
1: Which one? Oh, the recent one. The recent one, yeah. <laughs> no, <Mashallah laughs>
0: Back in university, what did you make me?
1: Oh snap! You were <laughs> <meant> literally killing. <laughs> don't ask me for egg fried rice. <laughs> Maruf's gonna give I me don't all know what sorts I was of diseases. You know, <laughs> I was the best chapli kebab i ever had I was like what's this And it was just paired with the most beautiful fluffy Fragrant egg fried rice Oh in yeah okay. shape. <laughs> I don't know why you man listen to me Subhanallah Subhanallah I've definitely evolved since then Alhamdulillah Now um, I remember yeah, back like- in
0: like Um Cook, uh, what was it called? Cookery. cookery? Is that what it was called? Yeah? Food tech.
1: Food tech. yeah, yeah, food
0: tech, cookery, whatever it was. Yeah, I remember you would come out with a bang, bang, bro. I'd bring, I'd bring my food home. Mama would just throw it in the bin. You would bring your food, and <laughs> everybody would dive in. You know, so yeah. I remember. I, I, I always remember. told I mean, you. I always told you on. you should you should try and work on that and do something in food. Like I don't know, becoming a chef. I don't know, but doing something related to food. You know what?
1: You know what? Honestly. <laughs> Re- more s- recently more so than any other time i've been thinking about it um maybe like a food car or something Um uh, possibly possibly yeah. i don't know about like a restaurant or like that because my family kind of come from a history of restaurants and my uncle had one okay. in Wembley, opposite Wembley mosque for a few years he had one on Wembley high road my other uncle had one in in um where did he have it now i can't remember now but he, Rest, he had restaurant it game to is tough Kingsbury. though it's tough bro it's very tough it's very very tough and then you you know you're hiring people dodgy people involved yeah. and it was a lot of uh, a lot of high uh, initial costs and then money wasn't really rolling so it's a very difficult game to game to get into but i um, mean yeah, i think a food cart is kind of like a safe way to do it That like yeah. you're not investing too much and then you have your car. but anyway who knows who knows but yeah definitely enjoy it man i definitely enjoy it I've won two bowls for All them, right yeah. sick
0: so but, um, yeah man your kids
1: what achievements Would they have made so far Great, great, great question. So, I definitely at the age of ten, half of it inshallah. Taala bin no doubt inshallah. about that. You know, we find that the scholars of the past, uh, you know, may Allah be pleased with them. <clears throat> they were. You know, I think that's what's important is the mother, the role of the mother. Mm. I mean, subhanallah. Like, you know, I, I can't, you know, express the 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 importance of of the tarbiyah of the mother, especially <laughs> at the, the formative ages, subhanallah. You know, how many times do you know of of uh, you know imams or people of knowledge today and even of the past that had that driving force from the mother implementing that that rigorous schedule and being on top of the child and not only just that like not in the in the kitchen singing you know the latest song but instead of yeah. saying quran and yeah. showing that child subliminally subconsciously that quran isn't just one of those things that you read in the morning in the evening it's something that you do daily and even when you're in your free time you're not you know watching netflix or you know uh listening to a, a random podcast it's not beneficial. I like this one, inshallah. Yeah, <laughs> uh but like reciting Quran or even listening to Quran. So definitely by the age of ten, I don't think that's far-fetched at all. Okay. I think that if you have that focus from a young age and you're teaching them how to identify Arabic letters at say two, three, four, <clears throat> by seven, even by eight, nine, 100 percent. Either at least the journey halfway done, uh or, or done to completion, inshallah. But obviously, this is talking from uh a very ignorant point of view I don't have children I don't know the stresses and, and the difficulties that come yeah. with it but inshallah at age of 10 definitely and, and for the 4 year old um, I would definitely think that they were able to recite Quran not fluently but you know identify, oh ba alif you know just to identify the different letters maybe on a page and you know have like the basics on, on like you know memorize fatiha yeah. for example you know half of jazama maybe maybe up to surat al-fajr for example uh, or even you know before that but yeah definitely definitely some sort of if arabic hopefully my arabic will be at a good uh you know fluent level at that point as well inshallah so and if you're living in, obviously in arab land they should be able to speak arabic fluently um and yeah i think i think that's definitely something that I'd, I'd have have marked down at an early age and i think that's something that we can only appreciate uh the importance of now um at, you know 25 years old you know thinking about how you know we would have wanted to have all of these achievements done yeah, by this yeah, yeah. by this age you know what I mean so it's definitely something you want to knock out straight away definitely Inshallah.
0: it's something I, I think about quite frequently is that you know what what would be the difference sometimes we think that okay we didn't we didn't achieve that at that age so why would our kids achieve it at that age and so you start mm. to think about what did your parents do for you why why was it that that your your parents um, not that your parents didn't, but 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 what was the situation in your parents' life that meant that you weren't given those opportunities to achieve those kind of things, yeah? And mm-hmm. it always, I always think about it in this way that our parents, it's kind of, I don't know if you heard of uh, this uh, thing, this theory called Maslow's Theory of um, Priorities or something, I can't remember if that's the actual name, yeah? So Maslow's some psychologist. Mm-hmm. And he said that human beings have like, Uh, priorities that they that they need for survival and there's a there's lower list of priority and then there's higher priority so your lower uh, uh items of priority the ones that are are more closer to your needs for survival are things like food shelter warmth clothing um uh, you know, be, being looked after, etc., And then then you uh-huh. go up another level and, and there's more. And then, the you know, the higher level is kind of having a purpose in life and being able to fulfill that purpose in life and being able to do uh-huh. things in your life um, by yourself, self-autonomous, that you can go out and you can do those things. But you wouldn't be able to do that if you never had the finances, the food, the warmth, the shelter, the love, the community to be able to get to that stage. So sometimes I think about it Mm. like that, that maybe our parents, they were focusing on giving us what we needed to basically survive and thrive as human beings. And Mm. once they've given us that, we can then continue the rest of the journey for ourselves and for our children, right? Um, Mm. So it's like sometimes we might think, oh, my parents didn't do that for me, but actually they were doing what they needed to do for you. Right, they didn't. They didn't need to, you know, allow you to go and join an art school. Okay, they needed you oh. to, to take a serious degree so that oh. you could have more money than they have, so that you could be more integrated in this society than they were, so that you could have more opportunities than they had, and then then your children can take that next step of of doing more, right? Um, oh. Oh. And it's the same idea when it comes to like establishing our our. Our Muslim society here in non-Muslim lands Where uh-huh. the older generation Did all the basics for us We don't we don't really have to establish that many mosques now Yeah there's some mosques being built Because mm-hmm. of more Muslims But even the process to make a mosque is so easy now Everyone knows how to do it Everyone knows yeah, how to raise I'm the right. funds right. Everyone knows that you need to speak to the council Get the permission etc Back in those mm-hmm. days it would have been so difficult But they established those Set things the They established the. the halal meat shops They established this mm-hmm. that whatnot, And Now we need to then take that, we need to appreciate that, and we need to take that to the next level and include more things in it, right? Maybe we get angry that, oh, why does this mosque not do a youth program? But that's not their priority Mm. at the moment. Their priority is to make sure that this mosque is functioning for five daily salah. And then you and your next Mm. generation can start implementing the future things. So I Mm -hmm. think it's important for us to then... Uh, realize and appreciate the journey of our parents especially immigrant parents who came from another country to give us more opportunities and like how how do we then thank them for that is by making the most of our opportunities now and making sure that our children have 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 more opportunities now because now they don't really have to you know if we for example if we were able to get out of the renting generation let's say we're able to acquire property yeah? then mm-hmm. our next generations now they have one less worry on their head in terms of paying rent because now they can acquire the property that, that we were able to get. And so what mm-hmm. they can, mm-hmm. what their mind is free to think about is more than the worries of just how am I going to pay my next bill? How am I going to pay my, my rent? I need to get another job so it pays me more. Their, their mind doesn't even need to think on that level they're more financially secure, they can go out and they can think of the most amazing things. They can think about how to boost this society to a next level, how they can boost the community to a next level, how they can boost themselves and have their own self-development. They they don't have to worry about working 40 hours a week, maybe. you know Uh They're already in a comfortable position in society. They're respected in society. They have financial power. They have the Islam core foundations given to them. They can start thinking about, Things, things, things beyond that, basically. That, that,
1: that—that's how I think. About yeah, it. subhanallah. No, that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, no, it's true. It's definitely true. I mean, I'm reading a book right now called Atomic Habits. Oh yeah, uh, I need to read that. It's on book. my list. Yeah, uh, alhamdulillah. It can take it off me when I'm done. Uh, it's a sick book, bro. It's a really sick book. I've, I've just started it, um, and alhamdulillah, work actually sent it, which was great because one of my colleagues was like, "You should get this book," and then they sent it over, <clears throat> which was amazing. But um, it kind of talks about that. And it talks about this one percent rule, which is basically what would you what would happen to whatever it is that you're doing if you improved by one percent every single day. Yeah. And the example they gave was quite quite amazing about how this uh, how the British cycling team, um, you know, weren't very uh, dominating in in, in 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 that field. So they basically yeah. didn't win no gold medals, didn't win Tour de France, etc. And then this one guy came and he literally dissected every single aspect of their life and improved it by one percent. So whether the clothes they were wearing, you know, if it, you know, helped with like, you know, you know, retaining the muscle here, wherever he mentioned that, you know, the clothes would help. They improved the clothes. They improved um, the the way they would transport the bikes. They would paint the walls of the truck white. So they were able to see the dust, which could affect the way the bike would function on the day. Wow. They would, um, you know, look at different muscle creams that would help with muscle recovery. Small, small things that you might not think about. And he he really did his research and improved it by 1%. And then they won, like, five Tour de France's in, in a row. Uh, and they, like, dominated the, 20, uh, the the 2008 Olympics, I think, in Beijing. Okay, was, yeah, in, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it was yeah, in the UK yeah. in 2012. They dominated that. They won so many medals. And it was quite an amazing uh, case study to kind of reflect on what you're saying, that, you know, improving one thing by 1% will allow you to just achieve more. And then, like, you know, in this perspective, you're working hard for that house. It will allow that next generation instead of one percent achieve more because their worries are not those worries that you said were like instinctive, like you know, to have the roof of your head and the food yeah. and things like this. Those yeah. things are already covered. You're looking at the next step now. And it's uh, like you said, you know, you hear all the stories of how our immigrant parents came here with like fifty pounds in their pocket. Mm. Subhanallah. I don't know how you have that kind of resolve. I don't know how you have that kind of motivation, subhanAllah, because it's like you know, are we in a position here in the UK where we have that type of money in our can at any given time? Not really. Yeah.
0: Not it's really. True. It's so true.
1: they came here with nothing, and then fifty, like you know, fifty pounds. And you know, that's why I saw it's so interesting that you bring that up because obviously, when when I get a cab or when I catch the train instead of the bus, and I'm paying like a pound extra, my parents be like, "Why did you catch the bus? Why did you get a cab? Why don't you just why don't you just yeah. sorry why do why yeah. don't you just catch a bus instead? Why yeah. are you wasting your money?" And I'm like. Subhanallah! Like for that generation, the value of money and the way that they, they kind right. of dealt with things are completely different mindset to the way we, we behave now as consumers it's mindset. We don't even think twice; you just buy trainers and whatever it two hundred pounds gone. And then, you know, <laughs> I'm, I come to my, my my mom's house with those on, and they're just like they're looking at me in disgust. <laughs> uh, so, alhamdulillah! Now it's, 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 it's definitely something to, to consider. Definitely, so, yeah, man. So look back back to your uh, scenario
0: that you're into. So you're you're thirty five. Okay, mm. you yeah. uh, you're living in Qatar. You've got two kids, Alhamdulillah Your boy is Inshallah. age ten. Your daughter is age four. You uh, mm. are running maybe a, a digital marketing agency, or you're a, you're a big guy mm. in a digital marketing firm. Mm-hmm. And uh, your obviously your family life is surrounded by Quran, like you mentioned. And also you're mm-hmm. doing some nice hobbies, painting, martial arts, whatnot. Uh-huh. Okay, so. How do we get there? Like you're here now. You're 25. You're sitting in your your nice gamer chair. You know you're uh, in uh, you know in mm. London, and you're 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 working at the moment. You don't have children. How do you get to mm. 35 years old with all that kind of stuff? So let's let's try and okay. break that down. And any questions that come out, maybe I can help answer that. From I mean, uh-huh. obviously I'm not there yet. I don't have kids that age, so I'm gonna learn as mm. well in this journey with you. But so maybe we can help each other out. How do we get there?
1: Okay, tamam. So obviously have children first. That's the first thing. So obviously <laughs> okay, like, I'm ticked. <laughs> <laughs> so and I've, obviously, got, I've got a son and a daughter. So that's two ticks. MashaAllah, There you go. So you're already halfway there, mashallah. So obviously, you know, that's that's that's, that's checked off the list. Um, in terms of career-wise, because um, I'm obviously I'm doing an apprenticeship at the moment. So uh, after the apprenticeship scheme, um, a lot of people have given me a lot of different advice um, and maybe we can talk about careers at some point in, but obviously we know we're focusing around dadhood but um, yeah it depends on where I kind of go after this, this position so say I go to an agency where I learned that, and those practice schools I've, I've kind of learned already and implement yeah. those um, in an agency inshallah um, and then either yeah or if I'm you know if, if it's in the qadr of Allah and I'm, and I'm lucky you know blessed enough to kind of go to these um Different companies all these different um, countries rather yeah. to, to kind of work for the same company Inshallah um, That would be a great opportunity as well And I'd go straight away So I mean that's, that's probably the there's, way there's, I'd get to
0: I find that there's two mindsets here yeah, And I, I was thinking mm-hmm. about this When I was uh, moving from from my last job To my current job Is mm-hmm. I was thinking about What type of dad do I want to be Do I want to be the risk taker and when I say risk taker, mm. that means that maybe I'll jump to an opportunity if the opportunity is there, and I'll and I'll and I'll do that because then my kids can experience something totally different in their life. Yeah. So, for example, you're saying that maybe there's an opportunity for me to go abroad, okay? And so mm. you might ju- might just make that jump and take your kids with you, and you can be like, yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna benefit them, and that's gonna be great for them. However you're not 100% sure how that might work out for you long term or how that will benefit you long term. You can see maybe the short term, I've got some opportunity, it's giving me a bit of pay, but you're kind of jumping here and there because the opportunity is right in front of you. You're not, you're not doing it with a vision Mm. in mind. So that's, that's one mindset. It's got its pros and its cons. The other mindset then is that you stay put, you're very conservative about the way that you do things. You're very calculated. Yeah. You, you know that, OK, if I stay with this company, potentially I could get promotions or not potentially. I could definitely get promotions. I could get a higher pay salary. I can still stay in the society that I'm in. I don't have to change my life around that much. My kids are comfortable. And because I'm going to get promotion and a lot more money from this, then uh, I'll be able to give my kids a lot more opportunities through that money. OK, but maybe not mm-hmm. through experiences like you could have by taking them abroad. So mm-hmm. I, I was thinking about this, you know, whether I should stay comfortable in the job that I have now because the opportunity opportunities for me to progress are there and I'm already very good at that job and I'm very comfortable and I I, I, and 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 I can see things being okay for me and therefore my lifestyle won't change too much and my children can have a a kind of uh, not have a big change to their life and things can be comfortable but at the same time Mm. I didn't want to be stuck in a comfort zone you know I wanted to learn I wanted to develop oh, oh. but I wasn't sure how that's going to affect my children am I thinking more about myself or am I thinking about how that's going to affect my children because maybe if I go out of my comfort zone I'm going to have to sacrifice a bit of salary in order to chase some sort of development dream that I have for myself but at the same time oh. maybe that opens up new doors for my children maybe there's abroad opportunities that they can go to a whole other country so I I got stuck between between this i made the the decision to move i felt like the best decision for me at the moment given that my kids were s- still quite young that um it's not going to really affect our lifestyle too much if i take a different job which is a totally different industry totally different route and i try and build myself up there i felt like that was the right decision to make but if you're in your situation and you've got Ooh. you've got that what would you do
1: yeah that's a good that's a good <clears throat> so excuse me that's a good point um It's a tough one. It's definitely a tough one because you have to obviously weigh up the pros and cons. Um, But I think that traveling really broadens the mind. And I didn't really appreciate travel until I actually went abroad to Egypt and kind of um, saw the reality of a different country. Um, You know, I had a very narrow mindset, to be completely honest with you. Um, You know, I thought that the world was all good. There was no poverty. Everyone was happy. (laughs) And even growing up, I thought that everyone had the same opportunities I had. Like everyone lived in a house like me. you know you know people are living rough and especially you know there's there's statistics that suggest that you know a million kids go to school hungry a day like you know all of these types of um statistics were i was oblivious to i just thought everyone everyone had that everyone had the same like opportunities as myself and then obviously with with age and you know being exposed to different you know people with different backgrounds and, and lifestyles you kind of see the actual reality of that is not, not the case. And then when that really sunk in deep, when I went to Egypt and I was like, SubhanAllah, you know, I can't, I can't take anything for granted at this point. Mm. You know, I have to really uh, appreciate every single aspect and every single blessing that I have SubhanAllah. Um, you know, seeing like families literally live the room in the room that I'm in. Now there were families living in, in this one space alone. The fridge was in a corner, the bed was in the corner. And like a little table was in the corner and they all share this room yeah mother father and kids so like it was definitely something that um, that i really appreciate and, and and kind of like to to be exposed to um so yeah i mean obviously that's not to say that that would be the same in, in say qatar but traveling and kind of giving your children that exposure and okay. uh, allowing them to appreciate the realities of, of of the blessings that they have is definitely something that i want to teach them from a young age Inshallah uh but um i definitely think that being exposed to a not to say that you have to be because we know many examples of people that have never left this country and speak better arabic than you know mm. native speakers but i do think that at a young age uh, it would help a lot it would help mm. a lot um to kind of go kids, to Islam, kids we'll kids say, are sponges at that stage exactly, isn't it exactly exactly like like he rightly said at a young age being in a country where okay we, we look objectively we know that we want our children to speak Arabic and memorize the Quran. صح? We know this, True. we don't need to, yeah, we, we know that True. this is a, a goal that we want them to achieve. Okay. So now look at how we can help them achieve that goal. We can help them do that here. There are many institutes, you know, uh, places of, of, of study where they can do that, but how can we get them to achieve it faster? definitely taking mm. him to arab country i mean there's a great example of this i don't know if you've, you've probably seen his youtube videos before um a young brother his name is o- obeyed fox
0: obeyed yeah that's the fact that's Obeid the name Obeid that fox. came to my mind when he said that yeah,
1: yeah exactly exactly so obeyed fox is a young kid and if you look at his 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 tarbiyah and his uh you know the way he's kind of been exposed to so many different arab countries made U- youtube videos etc it's quite amazing because I think if I'm not mistaken he started his journey in Egypt where he learned Arabic first okay. so his parents took him to Egypt taught him Arabic then they went Saudi or wherever it was I think maybe Qatar or Jeddah where his dad's a, an English teacher and just being exposed to that to that culture it does help he can speak fluent Arabic he can speak Arabic and yeah. he's what he's from Ireland I think But both yeah, of his if, parents are from Ireland he, he just Ireland. looks
0: like a typical white boy but he speaks
1: proper exactly. Arabic exactly so that that exposure does help there's no denying it but is it the only way no no doubt so obviously it is subjective it is down to your situation and down to your uh, your reality and you know your your dues and and your wants that you've discussed with your spouse as well because obviously you're you're a team um you know if your wife is happy to say "Look, i'm happy to raise the kids i don't want to be working you know or you know i want to work three days a week and then I might have to look for a sitter, or I might have to look for my mother to look after the children or yeah, whatever yeah. maybe so you know what I mean, so obviously it's, it's a very subjective question, so it's kind of difficult to kind of answer, mm. but at the same time, I would like to have the formative years maybe from like three possibly till yeah. about eleven twelve definitely in arab world in, in, okay. in arab in nice. arab country inshallah
0: nice, nice inshallah, but then to throw it back at you do you think that if your children were there in the formative years without mm. their grandparents aunties uncles cousins mm. uh, how would that then affect their development and then when they come back to a society in the uk a western society uk us wherever wherever yeah. let's say yeah. let's say you come back here back to london yeah how are they going to be comfortable enough to participate as full citizens of the society so two, Great, two things: think that you. your family and, and, and your society?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, regular trips are a must back and okay. forth. Um, I mean, I don't think it's difficult, especially if you are someone from that society as well to kind of assimilate. So say, for example, I went to Thailand where I'm not exposed to their culture or, or their way of life at all. And then, you know, we're learning it together with the children. Yeah. And then you bring them back, you know, after seven years of them not, never going to England and you not kind of showing them the English culture and way and custom, it will yeah. be very difficult. But if you obviously talk to them in English, have them speak English, you know, Facetime and call parents back and forth regularly, you yeah. know, take regular trips. You know, you went to America, for example, and you, you, yeah. you, you know, you have family there. You're exposed to that culture, right? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, opposed to myself that doesn't have any family or doesn't have any family in America. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what it's like that. I've never been, but you have that exposure to that culture because you've been there. Yeah. So definitely going back and forth is something that's definitely important to maintain that understanding. And I feel like, I don't think it's difficult. It's, I mean, it is difficult to, to chop and change. No doubt. No one likes to chop and change. And that's why actually, you know, so, you know, that the suffer traveling is a form of punishment. Mm-hmm. You know, it's actually difficulty. No one said that, that traveling is easy it is difficult. You're not at your home, you're changing bed, you're tired, you're irritable, blah, blah, blah. So you don't want to put that onto your children on a regular basis. If that makes sense. I think that yeah. there's a, a certain age where you can kind of say, okay, you're 11 years old now. Maybe at this age, you're able to do that. But then to do it at, you know, chopping and changing when they're three, four, five, six, seven, you want them to kind of build a, their, their identity a bit. yeah. And yeah. then maybe do that. So, I mean, I have no experience. I haven't spoken to <laughs> anyone that has done this before. So, I mean, that's why I kind of chop in and change in from one discussion or one aspect of yeah. it to another. But um, no, I do think that have I do these think raw, that you raw have discussions. To, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but then again, like you said, you have to create the atmosphere for that child. Say, for example, mm. I, I don't decide to go to to, to Qatar or go to... A, I'll, I'll take that child to an Arabic institute. I'll have to make sure that where I live, um, you know, there are, you know, a community of of you know, students or, or, or Arabs, for that example, that, you know, can teach that child and expose that child to the to the ways and the customs of the, of the of those yeah. individuals. Because obviously, like, you know, as a proud Pakistani, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't speak. <laughs> oh, uh, obviously- man, do you know
0: what? I forgot one of my questions. It was India or <laughs> Pakistan.
1: Don't ask me that question. Actually. I don't want to start a riot. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. No, but like um, you know, my 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 native tongue, according to my father, is Urdu. Yeah, we okay. Speak Gujarati, yeah, we speak Gujarati like more for, like more commonly. I don't know either. Like I just know the basics, like you know, I want to eat or you know, give me or whatever it is. Yeah, <laughs> I've the fam, drop important some words, the important words, uh, but um, but yeah, like why isn't the priority Arabic? Why is it that I had to leave the country to kind of instill that love for the for the language? You mm. know what I mean. Like there should be yeah. a real emphasis on Arabic language. Yeah, it's the language of our of our religion. Mm. You know, we must know it. There's no two ways why. We have and it's, to. it's you know, it's some...
0: it's what um it's what builds our our Islamic civilization, right? Like sometimes what we think is that we've past a certain threshold with the Muslims, British Muslims living here. We think that we've set up our mosques and our halal meat, like we said before, and Islamic schools and whatnot. And, and now we need to go into other higher priorities, whether that be, you know, uh, political uh, power or whatnot, right? Not to say it's wrong to be mm. involved in politics, but maybe our priorities are wrong because how much of our community has Arabic yet? That's supposed to be a very... Mm. Uh, something which is one of the cause The same way as establishing a masajid Same way as establishing mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. Islamic schools This is a, a core part of our society as Muslims Living in a non-Muslim land especially Because Muslims obviously in a Muslim land is Generally they know how to speak Arabic So that's not yeah. a priority Whereas for yeah. us it's going to have to be a priority And before we, before we look at people like Salah Who went and did amazing feats and conquers we need to see what was his journey towards that. He already had Arabic, he already had Quran, he already had those things. Mm, and mm. so he was able to, like we mentioned, if you have the foundations, you can focus on what comes after, right? So we have to make 100%. sure that we have that foundation of Arabic uh, before we can focus mm. on, on, on the other things.
1: Yeah, and it just goes back to your, your, your list of priorities, isn't it? Yeah. What are the, the things that you must have unlocked? Um, for your children's like overall taraviah and definitely Arabic is one of them. Alhamdulillah, we're we're studying now and we we try our best to obviously learn it so that we can teach our children. But at the same time, like we need to make sure that we are, you know, the exemplary examples for our children, and that's something that you know we discussed in last last episode when we when we did it yeah. a couple of weeks back now. Like you know, being that role model for your child, and I think that's what's more important. Actions speak louder than words. You know, how Shoot. you treat your child, how you behave. You know, t- manners are, um, you know, observed. You know, how many things that even now as, as a, you know, 25-year-old uh, adult male, do I look back and think, why am I like this? Why is my mentality like this? Why is it that I react like this?
0: Mm-hmm. You know, it's
1: interesting to kind of observe that and then looking, oh, wait, how does my father react? How do my yeah. family react? Yeah. What have I been exposed to? Why yeah. is it that this person... You know, for example, I look at my brother-in-law, mashallah and I see the way he he deals with situations. It's completely different to the way I deal with situations. You know, and I think yeah. why is it that he 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 deals with it that way? And his 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 expose, you know, what he was exposed to at that age, you know, allowed him to kind of develop those mm. skills and, and behave in that way. So uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's just like be your best self, and that's enough. You know, what I mean, are you doing the best that you you can? And that's what that book actually goes through, Atomic Habits. So you should you should definitely read it. I'll definitely give it to you, inshallah. It's on my but list, bro. You'll definitely get that. It definitely it definitely goes through all of those aspects, inshallah. So, so that back, you can back, be an example for others.
0: Yeah. Go back ahead, to your mention. um your situation, yeah. So that kind of covers mm. the whole the whole uh, living abroad situation and also kind of covers the instilling habits into your children as well, yeah. So we've got mm. a bit of an idea of how we're gonna get there. But sometimes I think uh, we need to also think about your career. So you said that your career is going to be maybe uh, running your own digital marketing firm or being the head of, 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 of one, that's what the established say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, but you've also got children. Now what's that dynamic going to be like for you? If you can imagine yourself at 10 years and you're running your marketing firm or you're the CEO of a marketing firm, but you've also got these young children and you're trying to give them Mm. but you're also trying to, trying to make money. From this job. What 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 do you think that mm. dynamic is gonna be between you, your work, your children?
1: MashaAllah, as soon as you mentioned that point, Akhi, uh one ayah came to mind, which is I believe in Surah Kaf, where it says, A'udhu uh والبنون Walbanun الحياة Dunya. Yeah. That yeah. والبنون your money and your children are decorations or distractions in this life, right? Uh so why don't make both of them yeah, the opposite of a destruction. Use your money for your children. Yeah. Spend that money. How many people are rakhis They're stingy, bro. They're <laughs> so tight with their money and they're letting it rack up in the account. And their children are suffering. Yeah. And their children are, you know, not doing uh, you know, being the the reaching their potential. Use that money, use that blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and invest it. You know, subhanAllah, how many times as as a teacher myself, uh, you know um get exposed to people that don't want to pay you yeah for your services and you're not even charging a lot but they'll pay 20 pounds with no problem to the math tutor. No problem. Yeah. They won't ask yeah. questions. Yeah. Yeah. Even more sometimes. I know some math students that charge 30 pounds an hour one to one. No problem. Please I want him to get the A star. But when it comes to you teaching Quran, Arabic, all of these you know really important skills, but fi how can you charge <laughs> more than 10 pounds? Like, i got bills to pay. i got things to do as well. Like, you know, like life doesn't just, you know, it's, it, should be, it should be that you should be honoring your teacher. And I'd actually make an emphasis and i make an effort to pay my teachers extra if I can. And uh, not yeah. to ask questions, not to ask questions. If the t- teachers, you know, are, did you pay last week? Do you not pay on time? Pay regularly. I mean, subhanAllah, I remember I paid my Arabic teacher, you know, Sheikh Badri ages ago. And what happened was is that his computer got hacked. And he mm. lost all the accounts or something like that. Like he lost basically his uh, his spreadsheet where you know this person's right, paid this much right, right. and he's got. Fire. I said, write it off. Let's start fresh. Yeah. Don't ask these. Like, is your teacher at the end of the day, and he's doing something that's going to help you. You don't want to yeah. have any issues. Now, obviously, this is personal, and, and and this is how I dealt with it. Not to say that you should. Yeah. You know, obviously, this is this is down to you, but use your money for your children. So, I'd like, to answer your question, which is how you're going to get your children to kind of you know reach those goals whilst you're you're you're, you're progressing in your career right mm. pay for it man don't waste time get that one-to-one teacher that's going to come someone you trust and i personally believe that you shouldn't be your 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 child's first teacher primary teacher that's my opinion okay i think that it's really important for the for for the child to really differentiate father uh, and teacher in in just in Arabic and Quran, from my opinion, obviously help the child. You teach the child I read, when you know I when read, the child um,
0: needs help. It's funny that you say that because literally this morning, um, mm-hmm. one of the sheikhs that I know he reminded me of Umar bin Abdul Aziz, okay, the okay. Uh, the fifth rightly guided uh, Khalifa, Khalifa, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember that that book uh, I read obviously about his biography when I first started practicing. And I was, telling, I was telling the Sheikh this morning, I said to him, yeah, you know, I read that book. It had a big impact on my life. And in that book, he mentions that while he was running the Islamic State, um, he was taking care of his children by hiring other people who were experts in swimming, in Quran, in archery, etc. Uh, so that he could, um, he could make sure they had the opportunity to do that while he was running things. But at the same time um he 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 would check up on them in the evenings when he was with them he would ask them how mm. how they were doing like how how did archery go how did swimming go show me what you learned etc right mm. so he was still involved in it but he yeah. he, he he but he, and he also mentioned this point he said that uh i want to make a difference between um who's teaching them skills and who's father, fathering them yeah. Yeah. And 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 oh, then sure. as they grow up, he's gonna blend them together. But at the beginning you said yeah. like the formative years, like what you said, is that you separate these two. He's still involved in it. It's not like he separated yeah. himself totally. Yeah. He's still there, still asking questions. He's busy at the moment, he's got this whole state to run. Okay. <laughs> and he wants to make sure his Tabi for his children wow, is there. So he's involved wow. in two ways. He's putting the money in mm. by paying that expert to come in. But multiple ways, actually, you could think about this even more ways. He's already thought about Okay I've got the responsibility of running a state But I've also got children So let me prepare for that moment So he's done number one He's already made the intention to prepare for that moment Then he's gone out and done the research Who's the expert in those areas Then he's put mm, money towards mm. that then, then he's checking mm. up on his children How their progress is going And then he's making a plan Mashallah. that as they grow older How he's going to uh, uh, form get those two involved. things together And get more involved
1: Yeah. It was a, that,
0: that book was so good man I'd recommend you read Mashallah. that
1: <laughs> Yeah, definitely that's gonna be on the list now. But exactly like you know, you hit hit literally nail on the head there. You like you wanna kind of and look at it from a from a from a you know a different point of view from the third person, yeah. When you when you have that relationship with that teacher, you can ask that teacher questions you can't ask your father. True. Exactly. You yeah. have a different relationship with that individual. You're able to I think to he mentions something like that in the a book different as well. way. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really it's really really interesting because obviously you have love for your father. But there are certain things that I know I I find very awkward and difficult to Mm -hmm. discuss with him. And I'll be able to discuss that with a third person. And why wouldn't you want that third person to be an expert or someone that's got, you know, a more, a different perspective? You know, subhanAllah, I'll never forget. Yeah, I'm not even talking about this from an Islamic point of view. I remember when I I hit my car, yeah, I I crashed my car. It wasn't even a big crash. I literally tapped the back of this person, yeah. And he he started moaning and complaining. And I didn't go to my family. Who did I go to? I went to my neighbor, you know, an 86-year-old woman yeah yeah and i told her because i had a relationship with her where i didn't feel like i was going to be judged i felt like i was going to be heard yeah and i didn't know who to go to Mm. and she she's like she sat me down she heard me and she's like you know what you need to tell your parents yeah you do need to tell them you can't keep it from them and this is how you should deal with it so i got that external advice from an 86 year old woman (laughs) it doesn't matter about the age it's the relationship you have with that person Mm. and then obviously when not my parents didn't react in a bad way by the way they weren't upset but that fear of what's going to happen what's not you know dealing with that person yeah. and that's what you want for your children mm-hmm. you want them to have someone where they're not fearful of you and they're able to discuss these types of things with someone that they trust and you know have a relationship with and like you said you'd get the experts because you can't be jack of all trades be real you that's might true. be someone who's good at reciting Quran, but your arabic needs improvement mm-hmm. so how do you okay you could argue well i'm gonna study so i could be a, you know more um you know well versed in that field so i can't teach my child but then get the Arabic teacher where you can have that banter with that with that teacher and you know, you know, build that relationship with that teacher. And then like you said, be involved still, help with the homework, ask them what they learn, test yeah. them on what they learn. You're still involved, but not directly yeah. involved. Not directly mm-hmm. involved. Mm-hmm. And obviously you can apply this in in every single aspect. And you know, even you know, our brother, um, you know, I won't mention his name just in case he doesn't want to be mentioned, but you know, he 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 studied study martial arts and I always remember how he said that. That yeah. discipline, that level of discipline that he learned from his sensei is seafood. Yeah, It can carry itself into all aspects of life. Yeah, you, you can know, see that, that now with, kinda, with, with that brother. Yeah, like, you can see it with that individual as well. discipline. discipline. Mm. The discipline is like 100%. Yeah, and that's something that I identified that I lacked. Anytime yeah. that I had difficulty in my life, I just come crying, Baba, mama, please, I don't want to go swimming no more. I'm tired, I don't <laughs> like it. And my mom and dad would be like, okay, do you what? do you what? you should try, no, no, I'm done, finished, finished, all right, we'll take you out, (laughs) you know what I mean, and that's something that I regret, I regret, I wish, you know, actually, we shouldn't say we we wish and regret, alhamdulillah, is the qadr of Allah, but I think sometimes, you know, if I had that discipline and that level of dedication, maybe I would have, you know, I would have been more disciplined, like we've we've mentioned, and I would have been, you know, uh, maybe I would have got my survive and save qualification which is the official life um guardian qualification you can get yeah. to be a lifeguard yeah. you know so you know it's it's, it's it's very interesting like you know you need someone to kind of put you in place and this is also another aspect of your wife you know they yeah. say behind every great man is a great woman because naturally sure. sometimes you can't be bothered and then you know sometimes your wife needs to put you in place and be like you know focus do this do that yeah. you need yeah. to do this you need to put someone in place so you know this is another discussion altogether but yeah like, like uh, we, we discussed. You know, using your resources at the end of the day, when we're buried six feet under, none of this is going to matter. We're not going to be buried. All our good deeds and what we have. And we know that the things that continue on for us after we pass away as a righteous son or daughter that makes du'a for you or does, you know, something on your behalf. Definitely. So why wouldn't you want that for yourself? Why wouldn't you want to do, you know, train generations after you to, to be that driving force for your uh, mm-hmm. akhirah as well? So, yeah, it's a very, very interesting discussion
0: let me hand it over to you i've been asking all the questions yeah so your your scenario yeah how Mm. how do you want to get there so we've covered how you're going to get to qatar we've covered how you're going to maybe progress in your career how you might handle your children any other questions when you look at your your life 10 years i'm 35 i'm doing all of that stuff what what questions come into mind in terms of how you're going
1: to get there Well, hopefully, COVID isn't a problem. Yeah, and, you know, if we take this vaccine or not, and whether we're allowed to travel or not, is a different discussion altogether. But um, it's, uh, it's 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 one of those things where you have to really consider all aspects of it, isn't it? Because what I find is that people might travel and not consider everything. Like even when, for example, I moved house or moved um, residency. Yeah? Alhamdulillah, I moved the residency, but did I think about every aspect of that? you know, conclusively, I don't think I did. Mm. I don't think I thought about how close I was to the masjid. Yeah. I didn't think about whether I was going to have a car or not to kind of yeah, drive right. to the masjid. Yeah. I didn't think about my finances to the point where I'm looking at what I have to save in order to kind of fund those types of things if I wish to do it. So I think that's a very important thing to consider um, when, you're, when you actually leave every aspect of it. And I'm sure, that obviously, with a big life decision like that, you would do that. But I kind of, before kind of discussing it further with myself I kind of want to ask you You know, you asked me where I'm going to be at 35 years old And I've kind of known you since 15 So, so it's almost yeah. been a decade Yeah, been more than a decade uh, Since we've known each other So inshallah we have another decade together But where are you at 35? And what are you doing?
0: This kind of flipped on me man This is meant to be about, to, about to. you man Okay <laughs> <laughs> So So uh... Me at 35, yeah. I see myself. Um, so
1: Isa is 12. Isa
0: is, he's 12, and Sarah is, it would be 10 or 11, something like that. Mm, um, yeah, probably, probably, probably 10, yeah. And uh, yeah, so they would have, I would have imagined in those years, okay, they would have. Mm. They would have been very closely connected with the Quran. If they haven't memorized it by now, they would have been very close to finishing memorizing it, inshallah. Mm-hmm. In terms mm-hmm. of their Arabic, uh, there would have been some some fluency there. Um mm-hmm. your screen's gone yellow, by the way. Yes, yeah,
1: I can see some technical difficulties. <laughs> no there. problem. I'm gonna carry on, you try there and fix that, yeah? No, I'm so back. I'm um
0: back. <laughs> Khair. So uh I would have their uh, their the, the Arabic fluency would be would be pretty good. I mean, if not if not if not perfect, mm-hmm. uh, I would imagine Sha'ala. that they would have a good grasp on at least if they read Arabic, they would be able to understand it, even if their speaking wasn't wasn't too yeah. too, too yeah. great. Yeah. yeah, but I would I would really want my kids to speak Arabic well because I I, don't, I I I read but I understand. Arabic better when I read it rather than I can't really formulate a speech from it I can't really have a conversation Mm, with mm, other people mm. um and that's something I want to work on but I don't think I'm going to reach that fluency that my children could reach because if they're doing it from a young age then I'd want them to what I want yeah is that I want them to think in Arabic yeah but right now my yeah. thoughts are all in English, English and then I have to convert yeah, them yeah. into Arabic yeah yeah. but yeah, i yeah, want yeah. them to think in Arabic that that's that's where I yeah. want it to be at basically so so hopefully in those formative years they could they could do that and for me to, to I mean the, the key question is here is how do you get there and for me it's like you said it's about starting now yeah me doing Arabic right now how can I expect my children to have some fluency if I don't try and be fluent right now so me as as a father I'm not only doing Arabic because it's it's an obligation religiously or because um because I wanna connect with the Quran, because I wanna read the works of the scholars, um that is the the high goals But it's not just that There's also goals underneath that Which is As a dad I want to pass that skill Over to my children As a dad I want to be role oh, model oh, For my oh. children And I know that my children Need Arabic in For their Islamic development For their tarbiyah Arabic is core cool, Core cool, core cool to that And 100%. I didn't have that As core cool growing up And As we've already mentioned There's reasons for that So it's not like I'm Regretful of it But If I did have it Yeah there, 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 would have been a, a lot more, uh, you could say, maybe weight to my attachment with the Quran um, than it is now, uh-huh, uh-huh. and and it's only uh-huh. it's only really developing now at twenty five when it should have been, you know, uh, much more developed earlier than that. And then it's obviously it's a lifelong journey, but but it should have it should have started much earlier than that. So that's that aspect in terms of like career wise and stuff. Uh, I'd want to be working for myself to be honest. Um oh, I no, never yeah. I, I think never we both really a similar goal there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I never I never really care.
0: had that uh ambition before. I always just thought that I'll work my way through a job and I'll I'll get I'll make good money from a job. But but recently when switching between one job to the other, I realized that really you wanna make income for yourself, man. You wanna you wanna control your 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 income. Obviously Allah is is the one that provides i think we mentioned this last time yeah Uh, we probably had a bit of this discussion last time but i would really want to in 10 years time i'd want to really be working for myself and have have money coming in that i'm focusing on but at the same time i've i've in those 10 years i've built it up to a point where i've been able to maybe employ other people so i'm not actually involved in the process of the business I'm just raking in the money, really. And maybe I'm involved here and there, but not many hours. You know, like the, that book, Four Hour Work. I think we're just shouting out bare books mm. <laughs> this episode, yeah? Honestly. The Four Hour Work Week, yeah? It's like, a, it's a very good book. And when I first read the title, I thought that's just, that's just kind of, um, uh, what's you call clickbait, Yeah, yeah. There, there, is, there, there, there is a. You can achieve close to that, even if it's not four hours, even mm-hmm. if it's you know mm-hmm. ten hours a week or something or whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can achieve closer to that, and in in those ten years, I'd want to be close to that that kind of four hour um, time where. But and the reason for that is, I think a lot of maybe other people they think I want to do that so that I can travel the world and whatnot. I don't, I don't like. traveling in the world is nice to me, but uh, this year with COVID lockdown has really taught me that being there with my children, spending time with them is more important to me than having all of these experiences. Um, and so I'd want to spend those, be at that age at 35, um, being able to spend more and more hours with my children. And I would have oh. hoped that in those 10 years I was homeschooling them. Like for me, the next sort of two, three years is about building my finances to a point where I have enough money to be able to homeschool my children. Because homeschooling is is is, like is, is, is cheap. Yeah, it's not cheap. Yeah, it's not cheap. Especially as they get older. Maybe in the early years it's it's okay, but um uh, as they get older, you know, you're hiring tutors, this that, whatnot, the resources, taking them on on, on trips, what This becomes expensive. Where all the things you can imagine that your school would have done for you. uh uh, education wise you're gonna have to spend that money on that yeah but but, i mean homeschooling is another topic and i'm not going to go into why i'd want to do that today but i'd want to make sure that in the next the next kind of couple of years the the key focus is building some finances to make sure that i can then spend time with my children i can homeschool them i have the opportunity to do that i have the resources the time to do that and then by the time they are that age they're 10 11 12 years old that I, I've been so involved in their life in those in those years that they felt like they did have a father in their life and their father had an impact on them and that I've been able to give them all these opportunities. And at that stage is when things are just going to get even better. I mean, they're going to become teenagers, they're going to become rowdy, they're going to need tarabia. And hopefully at that stage, I have enough finances, I have enough security, me and my wife are comfortable enough to give them that time and that oh. guidance and those opportunities in those teen years to be able to do that. And so, yeah, for me to get to that stage, as I mentioned, is I need to start looking at it now. How am I going to build that mm-hmm. business, that empire, that, how am I going to get to that stage of, of working less hours and, and, and doing the homeschooling? even when it comes to the homeschooling aspect, I'm already preparing. I have like a, uh, on, my, um, on my laptop, I had this folder that's full of resources. And these are, mm. these are resources that probably won't be used until they're, they're like four or five years old, but I'm banking everything now, getting myself mm. in the mindset, preparing myself to do the homeschooling. I'm part of homeschooling groups so I can research how to do it. So um, yeah, bro, key thing is, well, and why I wanted to give you this scenario, yeah, is so we can both have this vision for ourselves that if that's how I, I imagine myself at 35 and that's how what i imagine my kids doing at that age and that's how i imagine how much money i have and where i'm living then mm. how do we start getting there from now like what do that we need to do now. from yeah. now to, to 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 get there but yeah that's that's
1: mashallah. me i guess mashallah and that's 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 interesting no doubt definitely um yeah, I think, I think we're both on the same page in terms of like having that independence in terms of, of finance. Okay. I think that um, I've always been that way. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. Um, definitely before my apprenticeship, I, I didn't really have any career focus. I mean, I was a teacher, but it wasn't like full-time. And um, because obviously the lack of the degree, um, the wage wasn't really there. So not having that focus. And I think, you know, that I always think back to, um, you know, something that, Brother told me while I was in, while I was abroad, which was you know, the, um, you know, having the bow and the arrow are essential, but without a target, they're useless, right? So having that goal, having that target, thinking about okay, I've set my career out. This is how I want to do it. This is what I want to do. And you might you might you know have your bow and you'll miss the target sometimes. You won't get the target, but at least you're close to it. At least you have that vision, you have that aim, and you're you you have a focus. Um, and I think that's that's something that a lot of people, and especially our youth these days, they 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 lack, they don't have that mentorship, they don't have that clear uh, guidance in regards to like you know mm-hmm. helping them aspire to to achieve these things. Um, but yeah, I think um, having
0: having children really gave me that focus to be able to do that. One hundred percent, and I
1: think I, I said that last week as well. Yeah. Like you, you, your mentality shifted, whether yeah. you noticed it or not. Like it had to, but it definitely it to, did. Like you to. went from. Gear one to gear five yeah masha'allah um, you have to you, you, think,
0: what you do is it forces yeah. you to um think about what you're doing now in the long term like like mm. for example right now i invested a lot of money into a fitness program and i would yeah, have yeah, never yeah. never imagined myself a couple of years ago three four years ago spending that much money on a fitness program i wasn't those kind of People to just like Splash money And these kind of things Yeah I was very careful About it But Having children And realising that At that 35 age Yeah I would want to be Fit enough To Be running around With my children Like Tarek mm. said on, on on the podcast uh, Like two weeks ago He mm, said mm, mm, You want to You want to always be Faster rich. than your children Yeah Yeah, yeah? So I, I, I realised that That right now I have the opportunity To build that foundation I can't wait Till I'm 35 Thinking in my head, yeah, I'm going to be fit and I'm going to look nice and my kids are going to be reciting Quran very nicely and I'm going to be living mm-hmm. here. Thinking about it and thinking when I get there, I'm going to get there. No, we, like, okay, you've got the vision, but you have to start now. So I invested that hundreds of pounds into that fitness program. So not so I could look amazing, um, but so that I could instill the habits inside of me now the correct habits that I need Mm. for the rest of my life, the habits that I have, my attitude towards food, my attitude towards working out, the discipline to understand your body and the the needs it has, how your body reacts to certain types of foods and different situations so that I know I have this foundation now at 25 years old and I'll build on that foundation. When I'm 35, you know, I'm good. I I can do what I need to do with my children. I don't have to be held back because of my health. So say, same thing I mean that yeah. that's just an example yeah. But apply that to everything Like your Quran right now mm-hmm. you know, Invest in it now So that at that age You can show them that You know We're connected to the Quran Not thinking I'm going to be connected By the time I'm 35 oh, Let me just do what I'm doing now And by the time I'm that age I'll be connected with it No You do it from now So that at that age Your children can see that You're connected with it You can apply this across different things So you were saying Mashallah. something I kind of cut you off
1: no, 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 no. Just look Now, when you, it's interesting when we're having these discussions. What kind of memories and thoughts pop into to my head? Um, and just kind of going off what you just mentioned there, Subhanallah. There was a student I remember because um, sometimes I'd have to uh, do the khutbah uh, at the school that I worked at, um, and I'd have to take some of the. Uh, sometimes would be at the girls' school, so I'd have to take a few students, obviously, to make you know the the, the bare minimum amount of men to be present. If you follow one particular, yeah. um, you know understanding when it comes to this uh so i'd have to take them over and obviously i'd give the khutbah and subhanallah when we would walk to that building because it was like you know a few minutes uh, distance away um we would just have general discussion and they would talk to me about you know life in egypt and and studying and etc but this particular year group this particular group of year 11 students they had a couple of huffaz and the other other year groups they didn't have that and just looking at the way that their parents instilled that love and instilled that passion and instilled that um you know and showed them the the realities of of, of the importance of the quran subhanallah one ch- one child in particular was discussing about how their their father when praying qiyam would be in ruku or sujud for so long that he thought that his father passed away wow so he would be like yeah sometimes i'll be there and be, you know being sujud, I thought you, you know you passed away and they were <laughs> laughing and i thought what was i discussing in year 11. So I wasn't discussing was. how my fa- father was in sujood for so long that I thought he passed away. I was discussing all sorts of rubbish. <laughs> you know how do I do a shoryukin and you know street fight, <laughs> whatever it was, yeah? Because obviously what I was exposed to is is relative to what you're exposed to. now that's his foundation. His foundation is that the you know, Quran is so important that I, and what what does that suggest? What does that really say? His his father's getting up him up for al-layl He's praying lengthy praise, not short prayers. He's reciting parts of the Quran that you know. We, you know would would make the the, the, the would make it longer it would make it you know something yeah. that would be difficult you talk about how his legs would hurt etc mm. like subhanallah it's like it's putting that 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 measurement very high from the get go whereas mm. our measurement is just to recite quran his measurement is i want to be reciting surah Baqarah and surah nisa in in layl do you understand that that dynamic is so important to kind of and the thing is the question is, is that we understand this, and we want this for our children. What are we doing for ourselves? Hmm. Do you know what I mean like what are we doing for ourselves at this very moment? Um, and you know, obviously, it's, it's difficult. We ask Allah Subhanahu to make it easy for us all. I mean, but I mean. um, yeah, it just it just reminded me of that scenario when you kind of discussed that just now. Subhanallah. So may Allah bless um, the, those brothers, um, Inshallah uh, and you know. I mean. allow us to kind of be that kind of role model for our own children um, to the point where they're, they're looking at us and they're aspiring to be like us. Um, you know, obviously to be like the past predecessors and the people of knowledge that we're exposed to at this moment, but you know, be, be someone where, you know, I would like to be like my father. I want to be like my father, my father, the righteous mm. man. And, you know, we can say this about a particular uh, uncle, and may Allah have mercy upon him that passed mm. away uh, not so long ago. You know, he's a very, you know, uh, a really, uh, Inspiring individual, you know, someone you know. People only speak lofty words of this person, and you know, we we try to aspire to be like that as fathers, to be role models for our children first and mm-hmm. foremost, and then obviously help society on on a general. Of course. But yeah. yeah, man. It's a, it's, a, so it's look, an interesting one.
0: To round it off here, back to our scenario of you <laughs> and and your and your vision for, for your in Qatar with your children, Mashallah. Inshallah, we talked mashallah. about the good things, but what? challenges would you imagine that you would have Mm. as a father Mm. with your children in that scenario your boy's 10 daughter's four living abroad you're working a good job Mm. but you know it sounds great but what challenges do you think you Mm. you'd be going through at the moment and how how do you think we can address them
1: great question um i think that obviously being at work and having that outlet for myself would be great. I have to also think now I'm, I'm part of a unit, I'm part of, uh, you know, I'm married and, you know, I've got to consider my wife as well. So I think that might be something that um, may be difficult. I feel like, you know, having a wife that is just a whole wife is already difficult to some extent, you know. yeah. Um, obviously, it's a, a responsibility that, you know, you know, mothers are able to carry out in a different type of way. However, um, to be in another country, and to have that responsibility is quite diffi- difficult. Um, you know, it kind of reminds me of someone that um, my auntie's um, uh, you know, daughter, you could ar- you could argue, who, who got married to a Swedish on uh, Alhamdulillah. And, you know, when when she got pregnant and, and she had a child, I don't know if it's in Sweden or, or another European country, so don't quote me on this, but whatever country they're, they're in, like it's uncommon for them to kind of have help from the mother-in-law. Like they kind of get it's that you deal with it it's your responsibility yeah. and i think that's another aspect as well that people might not consider to to some extent not having that exposure to the grandparents and things like that the solution that is 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 alhamdulillah technology is advanced to a point where we can just you know speak to people across the globe in in in, in the blink of an eye really yeah. but um but yeah i think that's a major aspect of it as well and like, having just that, that 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 relationship with family i think the the relationship you have with your your cousins um, you know, that are similar age to you are, are a lot stronger than sometimes your friends, you know. Alhamdulillah, I was blessed to have, you know, really, uh, you know, f- cousins that were similar to my age, that went through similar experiences to me that, you know, I consider to be closer than than some of my friends, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think that's important as well, like, you know, having a, a cousin or having a family f- member that you can relate to and discuss like certain things with and grow up with is also important. So obviously going to Qatar, you'll be you know, taking that away from your children. But like we said, there's an opportunity cost, isn't there? And, you know, this life is short. Uh, so we have to consider what's probably the best for our children long term rather than, you know, these things that we might uh, might be a problem in the future as well. You know, you might have yeah. a, a nephew that's, you know, a tyrant. It might be an individual you don't want your children to be hanging around with. Yeah. Um, so I guess it's, it's, it's one of those things that is subjective. But, um, yeah, another aspect probably might be, you know, your own friendship circle as well. You know, True. being at work, you want to be able to have your outlets as well and being exposed to a different country with different people, building those foundations and relationships with people, again, can be difficult, especially yeah. if you're like, you know, an introverted person like myself. I consider myself to be introverted anyway. I'm only extroverted with people that I know, but the initial interactions, like, you know, quite reserved. I'd like to yeah, think yeah, anyway. Yeah. So it's like, you know, building all that. And so the, it's, it's, it's balancing sure. all of that. And I, I, and I would imagine, I would imagine
0: that would that would help. I um, mm. that would that would hinder uh, somewhat your relationship with your family at home. You know, because um, yeah, you know, if you're if you're not as you're not that happy at work, yeah, or you know, you, you don't have that connection mm. with your colleagues. So at work, work is just becomes a bit of a troll. Uh, then you know, coming mm. home, it can then. Hinder your 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 family life the a bit, where where exactly. you have you know a bad mood and whatnot, and also yep. like you mentioned yeah. about friends, I find it's such a blessing to, to 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 live here where I am and have friends around me that have kids the same age as me, or even mm. just having mm-hmm. family around me that can that can help me when I've got a long day at work. Yeah, like there's some mm. sometimes when I have to work hours and hours at work, and my mom is more than happy to be like, yeah, I can take you know. Issa off your hands uh, and, mm, and, mm-hmm. and, and you know Mashallah. That means that That your wife only My wife only has to deal with Sarah And I can get on with my work And whatnot. And even when it comes to like Friends and stuff um, Before I was living in Essex And it was hard mm, to, to yes. meet up and it, you know, Ethan didn't have no kids of his age to play with. As mm. soon as I move here, it's very easy to meet up with friends that we have that do have children to um, mm, you know have to a to, play to, day or whatever, yeah. to have a play day and mm. and that means that even if I know that work is stressing me out, you know, my wife then knows that if she wants to maybe if I won't have time to play with the kids, and maybe she can ask family or ask friends if they want to go out to the park or whatnot. Mm, at least my kids still have the opportunity to do that. But, you know, if I was somewhere else and I was working maybe a more stressful job and I didn't have family around, didn't have friends around, then I would imagine that although with all these positives we talked about, this challenge would, would, would be there.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, I, I mean, like you said, it's, it's weighing up the pros and cons, looking at opportunity costs and, and seeing what's probably best uh for your child so i mean looking at the example of, of obaid i'm not really? sure what age he kind of went to egypt but um you know i'd say around like 10 maybe have your formative years here get exposed to your family here get a couple of years abroad who knows actually who knows inshallah yeah. we ask allah to make it easy for us and allow us to make our children you know um, the coolness of our eyes and ambassadors I mean. for the religion and society on the whole. Inshallah. Ameen. 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 inshallah Ameen. ya Ameen.
0: On that point, bro, I think we'll end it there. JazakAllah khair for inshallah. coming on, man, and uh, covering hafif. those scenarios. Inshallah. We will look forward to having you back again. Um, inshallah. Maybe, inshallah. Maybe not as Master Chief this time, maybe as somebody else.
1: <laughs> oh, wait, let's see if I can... Uh, Who else do you have Allah? on your... Inshallah. <laughs> on my... On my uh,
0: what is it? I some see. some virtual machine that you got going? Yeah.
1: On. So what happens at work sometimes? Um, we kind of like try spice things up and <laughs> uh, enter meetings like as as different um, different characters. So I think there's another cool one here. Let's see. There's jokes. Uh, this, this one's a cool one. This one I like to comment sometimes. Let's see if it works. There's, it kind of slows the computer down. It's quite a big uh, program, but um, yeah, just a bit of light hearted fun. And um, you know um, it kind of gets the the conversation uh, going.
0: My camera's frozen. Let's. uh,
1: So you've gone and I've become Batman.
0: Oh, we've got Batman (laughs) in the house.
1: Where is she,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Rachel? Look on That's that note Yeah I'm not mean. even gonna I'm not even gonna fix my video bro We're done now anyway So hard let's end <laughs> on that note We've got Batman in the house Inshallah Next time we're gonna speak to Batman About his uh, journey towards uh, Becoming a father Raising uh, some little bats MashaAllah <laughs> That looks <Riga>! sick bro
1: <laughs> Alright salaam as- ass- alaykum. As- take care bro